listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. All right, welcome to a new episode recording this on a Sunday night, the Sunday before Christmas. Uh, not a good one for the Lakers. They lost their third straight going down 128-104 to the Denver Nuggets. Now, obviously, the big news, if you haven't heard, LeBron uh, ended up missing this game. He's dealing with a strained uh, muscle that's kind of in the ribcage area, but also Brian Windhorst of ESPN reporting that uh, LeBron also dealing with a nagging groin issue as well. Right now, Frank Vogel saying he's day-to-day, but we'll jump into all that and more. Just a reminder, this is a part of the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. Don't forget to like, subscribe, give us five stars. We always appreciate that. You can catch us on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And of course, go to silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers needs. Uh, joining me today, a man who always helps out with the Silver Screen and Roll family, uh, does some video work for Lakers Film Room. He, do, he does it all really right. Uh, Ali, what is it that you don't do? Let, let's jump into that first. What don't you do for, for Lakers stuff? I don't do play-by-play for them. I know that okay. for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's about the one and only thing, and I guess you don't score hoops for them either. So that's about the only couple of things yeah, you don't true. do when it comes that's to uh, Lakers coverage. So as I, I mentioned... I, I, um, Sorry, go ahead. I would like to be be a part of the team. Like it seems like they might need someone out there, though. So you know that could be a thing. Well, I think you'd, you'd probably be more useful than uh, than Troy Daniels at this point. But uh, <laughs> we will uh, <laughs> we will we're gonna, we're gonna touch on a few things here with with uh, with the Lakers' lack of depth, and I, and I think that showed in in this loss. Like um, what ended up happening in this one, the Lakers stuck around and they kept it close. You know, it was uh, it was basically uh, I believe it was a two point game at halftime, and then uh, the Nuggets just killed them in, in, in the third and fourth quarter, uh, pretty much like I was expecting. And, and you're watching this game, and you've seen the Lakers kind of do that against lesser opponents when they're playing against teams like the Memphis Grizzlies and, and the Charlotte Hornets, where you're like, all right, they're keeping it close, but come time for the third or fourth quarter, the Lakers are going to start pulling away. I had that feeling, obviously, once we heard LeBron was hurt. And again, Frank Vogel did say he's day-to-day, so we're hoping that's all it is, and he's ready for that big Christmas showdown coming up uh, against the mm-hmm. Clippers. But uh, three straight losses for, for the Lakers. When you watch this one tonight against Denver, what do you think it showed you about what the team might be missing? I mean, for one, you see that LeBron's not there, and the team needs that playmaker. LeBron, when he's on the court, he's making guys like – I mean, he's not making, you know, you know, Danny Green like a much better player. They're obviously great players, but he improves guys like KCP and Danny Green and Avery Bradley. When LeBron is on the court, all the attention goes on him and AD. When you have it, all the attention just goes on AD. All the other guys aren't an offensive threat to, you know, take it off the dribble or anything like that. And then secondly, they need that, like I said, they need that playmaker. So guys like Danny Green going one for uh, four from the field, Avery Bradley going two for eight, uh, Rondo two for eight, KCP two for four, obviously should, should maybe shot a little bit more of that game. But they just, they don't have that guy, LeBron, where like he can just set them up perfectly and like knows where they need the ball at and all that. So... Yeah, you can really see that they needed LeBron out there tonight. You know, you know it's interesting, man. Like I, when I was watching this one, and and you remember back to that loss against uh, Indy earlier, earlier uh, or on Tuesday. Um, you know, when it was announced that Anthony Davis would would miss the game, I was still like, okay, well, the Lakers are still have a decent shot at winning this because they have LeBron, mm-hmm. and he's going to be able to kind of carry the load offensively, and not just in terms of scoring, but but as you mentioned, creating. Mm-hmm. And then and right. I, I saw that too. Once once I saw that he wasn't playing in, in this one, I was like, okay. Anthony Davis probably has to score 40. Um, Kyle Kuzma or somebody else has got to chip in with 20, 25. And then they got to get, the, you know, one other guy to chip in with maybe 10, 15 to have a shot at, at winning this game. And, and, and you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. This game showed, and again, this is no secret, but 
how important LeBron James is to this team. Because you see you, you see it happening even when he's in the lineup. He plays about 35 minutes a night, but those 13 minutes mm-hmm. he's not on the court. The team struggles offensively. They don't look they don't look as good. They have a minus 0.9 net rating when he's not on the court. I believe it's plus 10 rating when, when, when he is uh, on the court. So that shows you how much it hurts. Uh, when you were watching this, was there someone you were disappointed in at all in this game for not stepping up? Because I, I was looking at it like, okay, Rondo's game is more, I got to set the table and I got to make sure that guys are in the right spot, but he's not going to be able to kind of kill guys off of uh, penetration totally and, and, and dish. They did have eight dimes in this one. Um, just a lack of a, a lack of, of, of scoring option behind AD and LeBron, I, I think has been the Achilles heel of, of this team in the losses. And I think it might be going, going forward as well. But um, when you're looking at that, is there somebody out there in the league that you think will be able to help mask that considering the Lakers really don't have the assets in terms of draft picks, in terms of cap space? Uh, is there anybody out there that you think that would be able to help fill that, fill that void? I, it's tough to say because I don't think there's anyone on the buyout market. I don't, again, Iggy is the guy that everybody wants, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be an option. The Grizzlies don't really want to buy him out. If you're talking about for trades, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say because you don't know. Once you get closer to the trade deadline, you kind of see which players are, you know, more available. But if I had to guess for anybody, maybe maybe a Derrick Rose. You get a Derrick Rose maybe on a decent deal. Uh, yeah. But for I can't – is there anyone that you're thinking? I was thinking Derrick Rose as well. But, again, I mean, I, what do you – you know, it depends. Would the Pistons – if the Pistons are out of it come time for, you know, yeah. February, January – February and, and I mean they're not doing too well right now in the standings, but if they're completely out of it, do they do they look at you know buying him out as as a veteran or, or kind of just giving him up on the cheap? Uh, I don't know. I mean there I, I don't think there's going to be a quick fix for this problem. And again, LeBron James masks everything, right? I mean he, he to me he's been yep. the MVP in this league, uh, neck and neck sure between him and and, and Giannis for sure. But um, LeBron, you know what he brings and and how he uh, keeps the team together. I think that's the biggest yep. thing. The way he the way he you know orchestrates the offense, the way he's able to to just the attention he commands from the defense, the opposing defenses, uh, you don't have anybody. And again, it's not easy. You're not going to replace LeBron James, again, and I'm not saying that. But I just think they need to have someone like a skill set, like you mentioned, like a Derrick Rose, uh, like a Dennis Schroeder. Again, not not pretty viable, but somebody who can come off the bench and have the ability to score 20 to 25 points, but is a consistent threat in terms of penetration. And I just think that that really yeah. showed today um, in this game. Yeah. Another guy I wanted, I wanted to touch on with you uh, coming back from this game, uh, Ali, is um, Kyle Kuzma. 16 points in his return. He was 7 to 15 from the field. Only played 22 minutes. Uh, how do you think he looked tonight overall? He looked, I'm not going to lie, he looked like the healthiest he's been in a long time. It was just his first game back, so I was expecting him to be a lot more rusty than he would be, but he, he looked pretty good out there. He was very he was very aggressive, which I liked. You know, I thought maybe his first game back, he wouldn't be that aggressive. He'd just be settling for shots and everything. But he just, he looked like he had something to prove today, and that I really liked. He was the one bright spot out of out of everybody today because with all with all that was going on he shot the, he shot the ball decently well he shot 46.7 percent from the field and he just looked you know like he had a step to him today and that's what i i really liked his energy out there yeah i'm with you i, I and, think he looked he looked real he did look like that's the best he's looked all season since he came back you know after he missed uh the first little while with that ankle injury and then he had to you know suffered another sprained ankle and he had some sickness today he looked like he had the most bounce in his step yeah and just to point out something from your previous uh, point about LeBron, mm-hmm. this, this game, they had their season low of 18 assists, and then they had the second most of the season with 19 turnovers. So 
like just to bring back your point, that's that's like was a big a big part of that was because of no LeBron out there. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, let's be honest. You're not going to win many games. You're turning the ball over 19 times and only ending up with yeah. with 18 yeah. assists too. And and uh, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and you're right because in in the in the in the first half they were able to stick around. I, I thought they they were they were real good defensively, and I thought they were able to stick mm-hmm. around because they they were kind of getting out. And Denver wasn't. I mean, Denver shot the ball really poorly from beyond the arc, uh, finishing 11 to 32. But um, yeah, you, you know, like I, I just thought it was, it was again, one of those games where I was like, it's a matter of time. And Anthony Davis did hit his part. He had, he had 32 points, 11 rebounds, uh, four block shots. You know, he, he was kind of all over the yep. place, but, but I mean, he did just didn't have any, any real support behind him. And I, and I do think that's going to be something that, um, the Lakers are going to have to either figure out how to dress in, internally or Rob Palenka is going to have to get creative. And, and, and I got one of those guys we looked at and we were hoping would be a consistent threat off the bench is Kyle Kuzma. But again, Kyle Kuzma's a guy who's not a creator, he's a slasher, right? You're not gonna you're mm-hmm. not gonna ask Kyle Kuzma to say, all right, you know, go to the top of key, run a one four low, run an ISO, and let's see what you can do right. against against the defenses. You're gonna look at him and say, All right, cut to the, you know, do a good backdoor cut or maybe set a screen or a elevator screen or a stagger screen to get him open running around and and either curling off for for a jump shot, like a you know, a fifteen foot jump shot, or trying to get him cutting to the hoop. But um again, I mean that that ball handler slash creator role is is really something that's going to lack and and again, I'm not going to sit here and say LeBron is injury prone or anything. I think anybody who says that is, let's be honest, you're just an idiot if that's what you think because people get hurt <laughs> in it in the NBA, and that you know that's just the way it is. Guys miss games. Uh, he's turning 35 in, in you know in about a week here, and and uh, I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I just think that we're going to have to keep an eye on on the lack of depth, especially as we go forward in the, in the playoffs. But uh, another thing I want to touch on with you: the Lakers shooting has been terrible. Uh, terrible over mm-hmm. over the last uh, couple of weeks. At one point, they were up to fifth in the league in terms of three point percentage. Uh, that has dropped significantly. I expect that they'll regress a little bit back to the mean. I, I don't think they're an awful three point shooting team where they're, where they're sitting over the last couple of weeks in terms of twenty eighth or something over over the last four or five games. But um, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at them. It, how, is that something that concerns you when you when you look at the roster, like getting consistent outside shooting, or do you think it's just a hey, you know what, they're 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 kind of going through a lull and and things will get better as you go. It's not, it's not too concerning to me. They struggled to shoot uh, the three ball in the beginning of the season. And then, you know, they kind of brought it back with like KCP's hot shooting and everything. They started to like shoot at a high clip and now they're starting to go back to it. I don't, I'm not too worried about it. Um, but what I am worried about is uh, Quinn Cook. Quinn, I, when Lakers signed Quinn Cook over the summer, I thought he was going to be a major part of the bench. And for example, he's missed the past few games because he hasn't been able to provide much on the bench. And then they brought him out today. And again, couldn't couldn't really hit anything. Went zero for two from three. He was someone who I thought was gonna be a major part of that, you know, that shooting the Lakers shooting, and that really struggled. But overall, no, I'm not too worried about their their uh, shooting from um, the three ball. Do you think that get that? I mean, do you think I mean, it's just that again, uh, the Le- not having LeBron, like the LeBron effect of, of that's why they struggled today. Are they in this one go against Denver going ten to twenty nine, or um, because I, I'm looking at like. And people have been upset with Danny Green. It's like you look at Danny Green's numbers. His his career average is nine points a game. He's averaging like eight point seven. He's a forty percent career three point shooter. He's at thirty eight percent for this season. Uh, are you expecting him to get a little bit better, or or is this kind of what we're dealing with with Danny Green? That hey, you know what? He's just not a big part of the offensive machine. Well, Danny Green, if if Danny Green has always had someone or like had players where they they like set him up pretty well for the three point shot because he obviously doesn't create his own shot. He's always a spot-up shooter. And so when, when you don't have that guy that, like, Kawhi Leonard on the court or that, 
you know, LeBron James on the court, it's hard for him to get a shot. And it's not his fault. It's, it's just the way he's always played his career. So with Danny Green's uh, three-point shooting, even with LeBron, he's been struggling. Again, that's not something that I think is going to continue throughout the season. At least I hope not. But Danny Green's a veteran. I think when it comes t- down to it and, like, when it comes in the clutch moments, Danny Green will be there. Um, but, yeah, I think, I, think, I think Danny Green, you know, benefits a lot with a player like LeBron on the court. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, every player benefits with LeBron on the court. Shoot, if we were yeah. with LeBron on the court, we may be able to hit an open three <laughs> here and there too in, a, in an NBA game. Um, I wanted to. Jump, well, I think they would always in. double. I think they would always double off of us to go help. <laughs> hey, you know what? You stick me in the corner. I have a nice little left-handed stroke. I'd probably go one for ten. But hey, that's three points a team wouldn't have scored without me on there, right? So I mean, that's the difference. Uh, Want to take a short break here, Ali? I want to jump into uh, a couple other things, including a uh, weird decision by Frank Vogel in this one let's jump into that after a short break all right and we are back uh talking about frank vogel uh ali this game was over right i mean we knew early the nuggets went on a crazy run in the third and kind of really took over and put the game away uh lakers were down 20 with about eight minutes left i don't think any i mean i know i don't know if frank vogel saw the raptors come back from 30 down against the mavericks and maybe had ideas in his head (laughs) but um anthony davis obviously he's been dealing with with an ankle injury his his knee was sore in in this one and he, he was limping he was hobbling around uh, Vogel did address it after the game, saying that he said he was fine and, and he looked okay to uh, he looked okay to, to Vogel himself. And, and 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 AD said that hey, you know what, I'm I'm good to go. And they ended up um, they ended up keeping him on the court. This is the first time I actually looked at Frank Vogel and thought, what the hell is he doing right now? Why 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 was why was Anthony Davis out there? What, what do you think? Was that just like he actually thought they had a chance of coming back at this point? Uh yeah, I was not a I was not a fan of that move. I was I even tweeted I was like I I I don't know why he's out there right now. Um I I do wish he was off the floor. Um but there might be parts to it that we don't know really. Like for example, AD and LeBron have talked about how they don't enjoy missing time. And so, you never know, AD maybe at a timeout or something told him like I want to be out there on the court. And there's times where you can say no, but you know, if if your star player saying I want to be out there on the court, you can't not put him on the court. Not saying he said that. I'm saying it's a possibility. And so if it has something to do with that, then yeah, that's understandable. But if it's just him uh, leaving him out on the court because he thinks there's a comeback coming, I, 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 then, I, then I would have doubts just because I would think it's not the correct move because it was clear from the get-go in that second half that they, they lost their energy. They lost their you know defensive uh, aggressiveness. And yeah, I, if it was... AD didn't say that, then yeah, I, I, I question it big time. Yeah, and, and, and that was the first time. I mean, again, I'm not going to sit here and complain about Frank Vogel, and they're 24 and 6. This is as good as a yeah, start oh, as, as you could have asked for, you know. And, and so, just for me, that I, I was think, the first I, time. I, I want to say that by saying I think he's an incredible coach. So, I, so go ahead. Well, what, where, do you think he's been, where do you think he's been doing a better job than you expected when he, when he came in? Honestly, the way he's, the way he's led the team. You know, it's with a lot of players like, you know, you've got two, not two big egos, but two big stars. And then a bunch of, you know, not like players like following the lead. It's it's hard to, you know, control the team. I think he's done a great job of keeping the chemistry at an all time high. We haven't seen a team like this in a long time with their chemistry. And, you know, that goes to the players. But I think it's most important to the coach to really hold that chemistry tight. And so I think a big part of that is due to Vogel. Yeah, I, I, I love the job that he he's done and I had concerns and I think a lot of people did when, when he was hired you're like dude this is your third choice like you know how is this going to play yeah. out and I, I think he's passed, passed with flying colors right now and if he does have you know one or two questionable moments throughout the season because let's be honest coaches have, have many more than that 
you know, they obviously then he's doing something right. Uh, you did tweet this out. You you tweeted out a quote from AD um, talking about, uh, and if you can't, you can follow him at uh, Ali underscore Bipurnia. Uh, you can spell that for them, Ali. I'm not going to go through all that. You know what I mean? It's halfway through the alphabet. No disrespect <laughs> to the name, but if I were to spell it out, this would be too long of a podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to go for another 45 minutes. So let's, you know what, you can find them on there. But you you can also follow us at Lakers SBN too. That's a good company plug. But um, you tweeted this out. I'm going to read this. This It's a quote from Anthony Davis uh, on playing without LeBron. With or without him, we suck defensively. We lost our defensive edge. We're not guarding anymore, not rebounding, getting back cuts. Our attention to details on the defensive end and our awareness just slipped the past couple of games. We're not aggressive on that anymore. And that goes back to the road trip. We're winning games, but we had a lot of slippage on the defensive end. So we got to be able to correct that. When you're looking at this, and, and again, the, the team, and it's good. They're, 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 this is the first time they've had adversity all season in terms of for an extended period. Obviously, they had one game. They lost a game. They'd go on a, on a winning streak, lose another one, go on a winning streak. Now they've lost three in a row. And I don't think anybody expected them not to, to have a little bit of a slippage during the season. When, when you watch them play defensively, what are you noticing and what are some of the numbers that you've picked up on that show that, you know, have they been slipping that much over, let's say, the last few weeks? I mean, they, they, they have definitely had slips on the defensive end. And it's, you, it's, everybody's seen it. They're, they're, they're different defensive issues. Like, they've struggled against, uh, you know, not so great teams. And so even when they have these defensive issues, it's kind of masked by their play on the offensive end. But when they play great teams like Denver or then they play, uh, they play without LeBron or they play with a hurt Anthony Davis, it's kind of hard to, you know, still, still go over that. So, yeah, they've, they've just, over the uh, course of the last few weeks, they've kind of even more so struggled defensively. In the beginning of the season, they were on it, you know, with, like, with mm-hmm. Avery Bradley and everybody healthy. They were, like, attacking everybody defensively. And then when Avery Bradley went out, they went with the uh, Avery Bradley challenge. And I feel like now they just have – kind of lost that and I think uh, I, I could be mistaken but I think Anthony Davis said how LeBron was also like vocal or it might have been uh, Frank Vogel that said this but that LeBron James has been vocal defensively and so they missed out on that tonight too so they've just they've got to they've got to get back on and be aggressive on the defensive end they showed that in the first half a little bit but then the second half they lost that yeah I mean and they've had they've had stretches I think more like you mentioned man I mean the beginning of the season I thought they were yeah they were awesome defensively you know what I mean just attacking opponents and, and creating turnovers and and uh, the help side, the rotations, and the big men, guys like JaVale and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard changing a lot of shots in the, in the paint and altering shots and blocking them too. And, and yeah, we haven't seen that as much um, as of late. They've just been a little bit slower on things. I, I don't know if that's something that is just the cause of, hey, you're in the middle of an 82-game season. You're going to have stretches. You're going to have lulls. And like you mentioned, the, the health and, and you know certain guys now, you're 30 games in. So people are going to start getting banged up, and you're going to have these nicks and knacks that, that, that you know enable you maybe to, to be able to, to – slide over you know a little bit faster and and i think that's just a pick up on it because i still think this is a very very good defensive team don't you yes oh absolutely i still think i think they still rank in it's not top five top ten you know defensive rating in the league it's just we've gotten so accustomed to them having an amazing def, uh, defense that now that their defense is kind of slipping and at times they're struggling we're like what is happening but still they are a top 10 defensive uh defensive rating team in the nba it's just we want them to go back to being, you know, top five or, you know, one of the, or maybe even number one. Yeah. Cause they were, they were, they were there for a lot of the season. They're, they're actually ranked number eight right now in, in defensive rating, uh, giving up 104.5 points per a hundred possessions. So they have slipped a little bit, but I mean, you're looking at it. Milwaukee is number one. They're sitting at 101.4. So it's not like they're, you know, they're completely, uh, completely out of it. 
Now, another thing I wanted to to jump into you uh, as well, Ali, and this is this is kind of going forward. Um, their competition has been better now, right? I mean, you're looking at their at their record. They've they've beaten every team that they were supposed to in terms of uh, teams below 500. Done pretty decent against teams with winning records, other than this last stretch right here. And and again, let's not lose sight of the fact that teams 24 and six. They lost two out of these three games, missing one of their two best players. Obviously, you had no AD against the Pacers. Uh, both of them, although probably uh, banged up a bit, AD against Milwaukee, and then and then no LeBron in the loss to the Nuggets. But going forward, um, do you think and, – and their lead on top of the Western Conference has slipped. I mean, Denver picked up a full game, obviously, after beating them. And this one, they're, they're three back, three and a half back are the Clippers uh, – or three back are the Clippers, three and a half back are the Rockets. Um, as, their, as their schedule – and it's going to be a little bit tougher now as you get into – uh, the new year and, and and through the season, do you think that uh, the Lakers are going to be able to hang on to the top spot in, in the Western Conference throughout all this? Uh, I think they will. I want to say this: they're currently on a three-game losing streak, right? The Lakers, mm-hmm. and they're still they still have they're still number one in the West with 24 wins, where Denver is second with 20, and then they still have two less losses than Denver. They still, even on a three-game losing streak, are still at the top of the West. And I think they are able to hold on to the top, but that's all a matter of if they're healthy. If they're losing, if they've lost one of either LeBron or AD, it's then absolutely not. This team is very, like, they can go all the way. It's all a matter about their health. So if they're healthy, yes. I think they still hold on to that, uh, to that top spot in the West. But if, if they don't have any one of those guys, they're in trouble. And by in trouble, I mean, you know, slide to two, second or third, not like out of playoffs in trouble. Yeah, no, I get it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, the, out of the playoffs, no. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> Could you imagine if that happens? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would not. That, oh, there's going to be a lot of angry people out there trying to, trying to, try, try to I, chime in with I their would, opinions I on would, that. I would have to retire from Twitter if the Lakers uh, slid out of the playoff contention. I think we would all have to. I think we'd have to shut down the, the Lakers SBN account. We'd have to shut down our personal accounts and just basically go hide under a rock and not, not be heard from again until, <laughs> until the new season. Um, yeah, you, you know what? You're right. Like, uh, and the health, and let's be honest, man, the, the health is dependent on Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And, and if one of those guys is, is banged up and one of those guys is out of the lineup, we, we've seen what the, what the result could be. But, uh, you know, one of those guys is banged up. It's going to kill this team. I'll, I'll ask you this. If, uh, out of AD and LeBron, obviously they're the they're the top two guys. There's no nobody would would deny that. Who is the third most important Laker, and that you can look at and say, "Damn, the, the team can't afford to have an injury to that guy." Or do you look at it and say, "Hey, you know what? They can overcome an injury to anybody on that roster, not name Anthony Davis or LeBron James." It's to me, it's still Kuzma. It's I know some people have lost their confidence in Kuzma and and all that, but it's still Kuzma. There's no other player on the team that can get as hot offensively as Kuzma. When he when he goes on those scoring runs, it's so it you just seems like it's impossible to stop him. So I still believe it's Kuzma because he can provide that relief for AD and LeBron off the bench. Um, I I genuinely believe that it is him. What about you? I'm with you on that as well. But I mean, we've also we've also seen them do very well without Kyle Kuzma in the lineup. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. And, and they've had they've had great stretches with him, but. I'm with you, man. I'm hoping what we saw from him in his in his return against the the Nuggets that you know the the bounce and the and the health and and kind of just the way he was able to move and all that. I I, I do hope that that we see that going forward because I I'm with you and and it's funny a lot of people are looking like Danny Green is is, is very important. Like this was early in the season we've we've seen him kind of slip up, but I mean other than other than Kuz, I would maybe even go with uh, Avery Bradley 
And even though he's mm-hmm. not, even though he's not playing too much, just what he brings uh, defensively, I, I, I think that's a, that's a huge component of of this team. And then another guy, Alex Caruso, man, like they need these guys. You wouldn't look at any other team and say these guys are valuable, but on a team that's constructed the way the Lakers are, they need those those type of role players who are able to bring a lot on the energy on the defensive end as well. Yeah, absolutely. The, every every piece of the Lakers is important. At that bench, that's why I'm saying this team needs to be healthy. That bench, when Kuzma's healthy, you can bring out you can bring out uh, AD off the floor, and then to start the second, it's LeBron with Kuzma, and then with Crusoe. You have to have that full squad. If one piece is missing, you can they can still play well as they've shown, but they play at their best when everybody's healthy. Oh yeah, for for sure, man, and and I think that gives Frank Vogel a little bit more options, and and we talked about him a little bit earlier that we didn't like the fact that he played AD, but um, you know, in a twenty point game, but at the same time, like we said, he's been he's been outstanding overall this season and pushed obviously clearly all the right buttons, but um, I think it's important that all these guys are healthy because it gives him the flexibility to to be able to to mix and match as the game goes along, and that's one thing he's been very good yeah. at is not just settling uh, on a rotation. Again, let, let, you know what? Let's look a little ahead here, but as, as we're getting ready to wrap things up. Uh, the Christmas Day game against the Clippers. We all, all wanted to see this ever since the Clippers beat uh, beat the Lakers mm-hmm. opening night, one twelve, one o two. If if LeBron and AD are fully healthy, and I'm assuming, can you imagine Doc Rivers goes, yeah, you know what, Kawhi, take a load management night off on Christmas. I mean, NBA would be pissed <laughs> at him, but um, uh, if, if both, both teams come in fully healthy, how are you expecting that one to shake out? Uh, both healthy. I mean, it could be a biased answer, but I believe the Lakers would win. I think. I think being on a three-game losing streak and hearing all the all the talk of Clippers are still a better team even with the Lakers' current record, with how the first game went, all these things weighing on the Lakers, I'm sure it's been on the back of their minds. I think the Lakers take the win. But mm-hmm. like we said, like we like the whole uh, the whole um, what we've been talking about the whole podcast. Everybody has to be healthy, especially AD and LeBron. Yeah, if those two guys, those two guys aren't 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 fully there on on Christmas. I I don't, I don't think the Lakers will be able to keep up because, uh, to me, it's such a fascinating kind of clash of styles between the two teams, right? Like the Clippers are built for um, their their perimeter guys in terms of obviously Ka- Kawhi and PG, but you have guys like you know Lou Williams and the Montrose Harrell is is a beast coming off the bench. I love mm-hmm. what he brings. Um, and, and they mm-hmm. did they pounded they pounded the Lakers on on the on the offensive glass um, in that last one. And that's something I expect the Lakers to to have the advantage. And so. I think that'll be an, an interesting style, and it'll be interesting to see h- how the teams uh, match up, and just in terms of what kind of what the game plan is from Doc Rivers and how Frank Vogel counters it. I'm really looking forward to that one. And again, as basketball fans, I, I just think that we'd be kind of robbed of something really good if they're not if they're not fully healthy. So I am I'm really looking forward to that um, as well. Not that I think. Sorry, go I ahead. think NBA fans are already. I think NBA fans are already upset with some of the games on Christmas Day because Rockets Warriors, you know, Warriors like Steph, Steph Clay and all them aren't playing. Pelicans Nuggets is another game. If Clippers Lakers, uh, if like Kate, if um, Katie, if, if LeBron and AD are out, there's basically two out of five great games on Christmas. Yeah, I'm not going to be spending a whole lot of time on on the TV. So I mean, at least my family will be happy about it, right? So I mean, I got to tell me, I got to do the, I got to watch a Clippers Lakers game, but I'll spend a lot more time with them and. You know what? I'll be able to slip in some some extra drinks in there too, so I can't complain too much. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get you out of here on this, man. Like you know, you you do a great job, kind of writing about the team and, and doing the video work uh, that you do at the at the 30 game mark. Where where do you look okay. at it? I want you to give I want you to give me one thing that you've looked at and been very impressed by by the Lakers as a whole, and one thing that you look at and say that could be their downfall come time for the playoffs. 
what I've been impressed with the most would probably, even though it's struggled at times, has been their defense, of course. Their defense, to me, is the one thing that I've really enjoyed to watch. Even when they have had their moments where they flip, there's always that five-minute run that they have where they like just lock down on the defensive end. All their runs this season, obviously, it has to do with their the offensive end, but it's basically because of what they've done on the defensive end to make those stops. And that all starts with Anthony Davis, of course. And then the thing that I think is their downfall, it, it would be it would be their bench. It, it would be their bench because, like, like against the Bucks, only four points. That that to me is where it's the scariest because they do have a decent depth, but they their bench isn't you know it, they can either be on or there's nothing there. So I think their downfall would be their bench. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, man. And I, and I think you know, even though I had you in the podcast last time, and and I've talked about this a lot uh, here here on this on the show, is that yeah, the the bench, the lack of 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 contributions you're going to get from from those guys offensively. I think they're all fine defensively from Dwight Howard uh, through Alex Caruso and, and maybe not Rondo, but I mean Avery Bradley and <laughs> and these guys. I mean they're not you know they're 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 good at what they do, but. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that they do need to, at some point, and this is going to be on Frank Vogel, either, again, through the, either the buyout market or he gets creative by, by figuring something out to get a trade done. Uh, I, I do think it's, it, that is going to be something that in a seven-game series, the lack of production from their bench could cost them one or two games. And again, when you're playing against upper echelon teams, that could kill you come time in the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well you know what? I mean, again, we're, we're talking about this after a three-game losing streak so some people in lakerland acting like the sky is falling it's not the team's 24 <laughs> and 6 take it easy they've, they've dealt with some injuries and, and i do think that if ad plays fully healthy against the the pacers they probably win that game and if lebron plays tonight again i, I don't know if uh if that would have made a 24 point difference but i, I still think it would have been a, a very very close game uh ali man it's always fun having you on here great job with uh with with everything that you do and uh have fun for the rest of the holidays man Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. No problem. That's uh, Ali Bepunia. You can follow him online on Twitter at Ali underscore B-E-H-P-O-O-R-N-I-A. Uh, he does a lot of great work for uh, Laker Film Room. He also does a lot of great work uh, for us over at Lakers SBN. Again, that does it for this episode. Uh, not going to be going, coming back next week. We're taking some time off for the holidays, but we'll be back in early January. Again, I hope uh, you all enjoy time with your family over the holidays. Uh, have a few drinks if that's what you choose to do definitely eat some good food and i hope you all have a wonderful new year as well that does it for this episode i'll catch you all in 2020